good day to you, friend, and thank you for joining us here on the Star City Podcast. Today is part two of our conversation with pastor, ministry leader, and my friend, Dr. Ted Trailer. If you missed part one of our conversation, then you can scroll back one week in our podcast directory and listen to it at your convenience. Ted has served as the senior pastor of Olive Baptist Church for 32 years, and his ministry of preaching has been a blessing to others for a generation. His weekly radio and television ministry at the heart of things reaches thousands across the Gulf Coast. So here is part two of our conversation with Ted as we talk about the subject, leadership longevity. Uh, You know, Ted, um, leadership fatigue is not something that's limited just to preachers. Uh, For the businessman out there, for the the person in government or school or even the military, and and they've been at it a long time, and now they're having to uh, recreate their approach to leadership again, and they're becoming discouraged. What encouragement would you have for the leader who may be feeling that they're facing a problem of leadership fatigue in their own lives? Uh, For me, Brian, I answer that by investment in the next generation. I do that for two reasons. That is part of of my job description, Uh, let Paul teach Timothy. Uh, But also, Timothy challenges Paul. And every time I have these uh, young leaders around me, uh, boy, they're so fresh and full of energy And I find when I try to give to them, they like it. But I'm telling you, I glean from them so much uh, energy. So I think investing uh, in the next generation really helps us to walk through that leadership fatigue and uh, fires us up for what's ahead of us. And uh, yesterday, uh, we have uh, youth intern level one, level two that uh, have done it before and in a first group. And so the level one group were in with me. They've never been in the pastor's office. Uh, they're all high school seniors. And uh, I just had a ball with them. And man, they challenged me about some doctrinal things they wanted to know. And uh, it, it chased me back to my study. I guarantee <laughs> you. I had to, uh, but I, was, I came away so encouraged that, hey, there is a generation coming behind me that uh, has got a hot heart for Jesus and they love the church. So I'd say invest in that next gen. Uh, so helps us with that fatigue that comes from doing it a long time. Boy, that does encourage anyone who is a leader to look around for someone coming behind them and invest in that person or those persons and be an encouragement to them. And with when it comes to being a pastor, uh, Ted, I remember there was a, a song back in the day that the Bill Gaither trio recorded. It was called Passing the Faith Along. And uh, yes, when it comes to being a preacher or a pastor leader, uh, we have a responsibility to be passing the work of the faith along and uh, and passing that on to the next generation. And I think we understand that maybe a little bit better where we are than those that that have come before us because it was kind of, when I was a young preacher, it was, it was up to me to kind of catch up to everyone else. But now we understand that, boy, that relationship that we have with younger leaders up and coming behind us, boy, by reaching out to them and making that our initiative, our first step, it's always rewarding to see how it's reciprocated. 
and and how well it's received by by young men and women who want to learn and want to know. And um, I, I think that's a precious place to be at this point in time in our lives. Um, well, Ted, we've always heard that foresight is usually poor, but hindsight is twenty twenty. Here's the question: If you were beginning your ministry all over again. What are some of the things that you maybe would do differently this time around? I would uh, preach out from my pulpit less. I would pray more. And I would, uh, and I did this, but I would do it in a greater fashion. I'd prioritize my family time Mm. in a great depth than I did uh, even as a young preacher. Uh, as I look back, uh, just thinking about, uh, boy, if I could start over again, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting where I am, I don't even know if I would start over again. <laughs> but, uh, boy, in this culture, it, it's a, but I would because the call of God uh, in, in our right. heart. But, uh, boy, I, I just, I'd spend more time in my prayer closet and with my wife and kids uh, rather than running all over the country preaching. Fred Wolf told me one time, you know, there come seasons in your life where you get a lot of invitations, and uh, I have that. And matter of fact, I'm flying out of here tomorrow to go to the Carolinas and, and preach. But Fred told me one time, he said, "You know, you don't have to run all over the country. You got a great pulpit right where you are." And mm-hmm. uh, I, wow, that that was a shot, <laughs> you know, to me. <laughs> And I said, well, you do it. He said, I'm not talking about what I do. I'm telling you what you ought to do. And I said, okay, <laughs> thank you, Fred. You. But he was right, and I've tried to slow down. And and in COVID, everything canceled that I had outside. Mm. And that brought me, and I'm telling you, I have been a better pastor because I've been here more uh, during these uh, last two years. Boy, that's an important word. You know, it's hard for us as pastors to stay in love with our churches if we don't stay with our churches. That's and right. uh, I, I remember uh, Dr. Bailey Smith telling the story one day that he had gotten up to to uh, preach one Sunday morning at Dell City and the deacon uh, stood up and, and prayed for him before he uh, preached and then said, Lord, bless our pastor who leads us from time to time. <laughs> 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 he said, "I better pay attention to that." So uh, you know, um, just like just like our family, and of course, the Lord Jesus uh, depicts Himself as the bridegroom in the church, the bride. There, there's a relationship there that we need to protect and and not diminish. Someone, uh, and it is challenging and hard. I remember a. a pastor friend of mine that that you would remember as well and 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 he said you know preaching is God's reward for what you have to put up with the rest of the week <laughs> we under we understand that but a lot of that putting up with are really opportunities to minister to hurting people as in God's family we make disciples and walk each other home to heaven and um, mm. what a precious opportunity we have because Having been where you are, not only have you seen one generation and two generations within the Church of Olive following the Lord as 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 you led them to do as their pastor, but now you're seeing three generations and perhaps even the cusp of a fourth generation coming. How exciting that is to have stayed put and to have experienced uh, those blessings. 
Uh, Ted, I want us to spend just a few minutes as we close out talking about some of those blessings that we just mentioned, rewards, challenges, difficulties that come with long-term pastorates and the responsibility of being a leader over the course of many years. And so I want to start with the challenges of leadership longevity. What are your thoughts and experiences that that uh, you would like to share from your own ministry that that either are things that God has taught you in the journey or blessings that you know you would probably not have experienced had you not chosen to stay put uh, and stand by the stuff of the ministry that God gave you there at Olive? The challenge, uh, Brian, for me more than anything is don't let the old people rule. That includes me. Mm. Uh, you've got, because I know that generation, it's my age. There's, there's a generation that's in front of me, but they're there, but they're the senior seniors and uh, they just want you to love on them. But my generation, this boomer generation, they think they're, you know, they run the world. And so I've been with them so long. I cannot allow them uh, to to captain the ship and do everything their way because there's a generation coming behind them. But that's the challenge. I cannot allow old people to rule, so we can't get in that root and just do that. we got to reach down uh, to that next generation and update the vision. That, that's the greatest challenge I face in this longevity deal. Boy, it really is because in these uh, legacy-type churches that we are blessed to serve, it is definitely a multi-generational ministry, and That's uh, right. it, it is it is a hard challenge to to pastor uh, one group that you're very comfortable, familiar with, and at the same time uh, be welcoming and reaching out and creative to connect with that group that that really is more of our our kids' generation. Uh, or our grandkids' generation, perhaps coming up. You know, it's quite a quite a challenge. Uh, well, Ted, what are some of the blessings you've experienced, um, which, which come with leadership longevity? And we've talked about a few of those already. But is there anything else that that comes to your mind and heart about why you personally are glad that you stayed by the stuff as a shepherd, a leader, a pastor, a preacher for so many years, right there at Olive Baptist Church? Well, I had a young man in town yesterday, and we see this because we're a military town. Uh, he was here 20 years ago as a young aviator, and now he's gone on, and he was just back in town visiting. And he just came by to thank me for all we poured into his life as a single adult. And many times we see those young military guys come in here and they marry our ladies because uh, it's often a male, but not always now. Uh, but most often still men, and they'll marry somebody. She takes him around the world, or he does her for 20 years. Then they come back here. And so I've seen that some of these guys coming back for a third time. Uh, and and so the the long look, and, and that blesses me when I see the children and the children's children growing up uh, in the faith. And then one of the byproducts is is just the church. If you've been faithful, they trust you. And I can get the hard things done quicker now than I did 25 years ago uh, mm. because I got coin in my pocket. I don't have to earn the trust as much. I have to continue to have it because you can blow that in a minute. Uh, but if you have trust, you can just get some things, the hard things done uh, faster. And I'm grateful for that, uh, that you can do. It's just one of the byproducts of staying uh, a long time. There are challenges, as we've talked about, but 
thank the Lord for things that get to be a little bit easier because you've stayed uh, and been here and God's let you be here that long. Good words, my brother, good words. Well, thank you, Ted, for sharing with us today here on the Star City Podcast. And we're going to have to do this again. And I hope you'll be our guest once again down the road. Thank you. And I, I love the name of your podcast, Star City. Having been there with you, I, I know in that Star Valley, what a beautiful place that you guys are in. And uh, I, I love that that title. Well, thank you. You know, we, we feel very blessed to be here in a very pretty part of God's creation. We don't have the beaches that you have down there in, in the Gulf Coast, but we do have the mountains, and we, we thank the Lord for that. Well, God bless you, my brother, in your ministry. Thank you for being an encouraging example to a lot of others who are following behind you, including yours truly. And well, friends, that is all the time we have today. And I hope you'll share today's podcast with your pastor or others in leadership, both at church as well as wherever else they might be working and leading. And you can listen to Ted's preaching and teaching ministry by clicking on the website, olivebaptist.org. That's all one word, lowercase, olivebaptist.org. Or you can subscribe to the Olive Baptist Church podcast. Well, thank you for joining us today here on the Star City Podcast. I'm Brian Smith, and I hope you've been encouraged. And so until we meet again next week, may God richly bless you and your family. And please don't forget to keep living your life by His grace and always for His glory.